This is the Chord Buddy Podcast with Chord Buddy inventor Travis Perry. Learn to play the guitar in seconds with Chord Buddy. Find out more at ChordBuddy.com. C-H-O-R-D Buddy.com. And now, the Chord Buddy Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome in once again, episode number 14. It's the Chord Buddy Podcast. I am David Summers here with the inventor of Chord Buddy. It's Travis Perry. Hello, Travis. Good morning. Hello, Dave, and welcome, sir, and welcome, podcast fans, post-basketball championships. <laughs> Have you kept up with the basketball? No. No. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I did watch the last two minutes of oh, the girls' game. Right, right. And I, who what was it? It was uh, San, I, I Sanford, right. Stanford or Sanford <laughs> in Arkansas. Yeah. I, I know they were wearing girls. The Stanford, Sanford team was wearing white and the, the other team was wearing burgundy. And the team in white won. So were you, were you favoring one team or another because of the colors of the uniforms? No. No, okay. <laughs> I, I, I just watched it just because I just turned to it. Actually, I was waiting for Gomer Powell to start. Right, okay. Yeah, because I, I like Gomer Powell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like that show. Yeah. Man, I came home from school and did homework so many days to yeah. Gomer Powell. Yeah, yep, yep. Now, Gomer Powell in Star Trek. Star Trek was it played in the afternoon. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. And man, I love me some Star Trek. <laughs> and then they actually had cartoons that played in the afternoon. Yeah. Yes. And I'll yes. never forget. I was raised on a farm. Yeah. And I mean, we we farmed five hundred acres of land and had about two hundred head of cows and about fifty head of hogs. I mean, it was a, it was a yeah. Wow. And it was my dad and, and me and my brother and a helper, Costin Allen, who lived on our property. Mm-hmm. And we did all that ourselves with two row equipment. None of this big eight row, sixteen row, wow. two row equipment. Yeah. And one of the worst spankings I ever got. Uh-oh. Well, I, when we got home, when the bus let us off at three o'clock, or right. I mean, we got home about three twenty-five. Mm-hmm. We had to change clothes and go feed. Yeah, we had cows in uh, in the feed lot. Yeah, how old are you at about this time? Ooh, when this happened, probably uh, twelve, thirteen, uh-huh. maybe fourteen. Uh-huh. Uh, so, man, I love Star Trek. I, I, yeah. loved I, I, I loved it. And it came on at 3.30. Uh-oh. And so. But Daddy done told you something. <laughs> to go f- had to feed. I mean, yeah. you know, So. Uh-oh. And so he was sitting across. At, I was raised at Perrysville Community. He was sitting across playing dominoes, and he saw the bus. Yeah. Well, I guess about 10, 15 minutes went by. You know, give us time to change clothes because we had yeah. to go feed up, feed the livestock. And didn't show. Well, I got to watching that episode where they had the little furry things that. You remember that episode? Little, oh, it was these little furry things, and and they sound like a, a thing like that. Some kind of extraterrestrial critter. It was a critter. It was okay. a furry, cute rascal. <laughs> but boy, he, he 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 was mean, and it was a, thousands of them, and they sound as. Huh. And so I got watching that episode, and I heard the door open, Uh-oh. and I'm sitting there, hadn't changed clothes yet, watching Star Trek. And Captain Kirk walked in. Yeah, the real Captain <laughs> Kirk. And and David, he kicked my butt, literally. I didn't even change clothes. All the way outside to the barn, yeah. steadily. Every time I slowed down, pop. Every time I slowed down, pop. And to this day, if that episode comes on, uh-huh. I turn it. 
I turned it, Dave. I can't watch it. I can't watch that episode. Oh, Lord. Oh. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I can't watch it, Dave. Yeah, there are memories like that that are that are that you you'll never if, if lose. If I hear if I hear a cricket going, I'm a, I look, I, I look, I look <laughs> here behind. he comes. It's my daddy's coming. You know, oh, back from the grave Lord, to kick my butt again. All right, back to basketball. Uh, I gotta say, we watched Alabama because that's kind of unusual. Alabama so they made the even, final. Four they're in the tournament. Eight. They made the final eight. Eight, okay. And UCLA finally eliminated them so we watched a couple of games where they won and i forget who they beat but then ucla came in eliminated alabama alabama should have won that game but then ucla goes on to the final four so that's not i mean that's not bad and then baylor won the whole deal last night is that right Uh, who was it baylor Yes, Baylor yeah. was ahead. I will oh, say yes. Oh, they they they, they yeah. won. I saw it. They on. were ahead by twelve or fourteen, and I thought they, were, they had the momentum. Yeah, they were ahead the entire game. Yeah, the the <laughs> other team ne- never. Um, they scored nine points. I, this is all from the news this morning. Yeah, scored nine points in the first few minutes and never looked back. Wow. So you were just telling me a couple of minutes ago about going to you go to Goodson's ball games. Yeah, my youngest son Goodson. He's ten, so. We are in ball right now, baseball. What kind of dad are you when it comes to your boy playing ball? Do you sit back and let it happen? Good question. Uh, well, what I'm not is a back patter. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can't stand these participation trophies. And, oh, I'm with you. And, uh, I'm with you. You know, and, and everything he does is good. Oh, that's good. You get him next time, son. I mean, if he ain't doing it right or if I, he's not putting in the effort, I'd tell him, I said, son, you're not pr- putting the effort in. Right. You know, right. so I'm not a back patter. My daddy wasn't a back patter. He was a butt <laughs> kicker. He wasn't a back patter. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But on the other hand, if, if and when, and he does stuff right, Mm-hmm. I tell him, I said, son, you're doing it right. You're, you're, you're giving it 100%, and, and that's going to pay off. And that's one thing I can say about Goodson. He gives it pretty much 100% every time. Well, right. another thing I learned from you about Goodson is he's a pretty good ball player. Right. And he's he got some ends, potential. And yeah. the drafting each year, he ends up on uh, – he's one of the first chosen. A, uh, that's pretty cool. Top two. He went number two in, their, in what they call their draft or whatever. Yeah. Out of 40 kids, he went number two. But so. he goes to a team – that really needs help. Yeah. And it's kind of like it was kind of like the NFL. Yeah. The team that finishes last gets the first gets pick. The first pick. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, and I hate that for him. But you know, he'll make all stars this year. And so, you know, that's that's the only reason he's sticking around for this He team. is a standout on his team. Yeah. So he he's learning a lot by losing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Going home last night. They were ahead four to two. Mm-hmm. Goodson was pitching, and then they tied it up mm-hmm. four to four, and then the other team went ahead five to four. Well, Goodson had been pitching, you know, keeping it in there. Yeah. For whatever reason, they took Goodson out. Well, he walked two two players in a row, and they took him out, and then the end of the game ended up eleven to four. Oh, okay. So, so, so uh, the other team rallied, and well, they put a picture. It just, uh, the, yeah. We ended up walk, walking a bunch of people. Yeah. So. And so Gizzard was all been out of shape going home. And he, you know, why'd they take me out? I mean, just because I walked two people. I said, well, son, yeah. you, know, you know, that's life, son. I mean, you know, sometimes coaches do things that I wouldn't do, and sometimes umpires make calls that I wouldn't have called. So right. you just have to, have to learn that that's part of life, you know, learn to roll. Interestingly, while you're watching the game, somebody approaches you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there watching the game, in which Gibson had been taken out at that time, and they were starting to walk a bunch of boys. So I, 
I wasn't interested that much. Anyway, a guy came up and and he said, uh, Travis. He said, and actually, he works there at Eastgate Park. He's one of the one of the main ones that runs mm-hmm. it. And he said, I, I hate to interrupt you. I said, No, come interrupt me, please interrupt me. <laughs> Take my mind off this game. And he said, Well, he said you were on Shark Tank and everybody, you know. And he said, I, I've always I see you all the time. I don't want to bother you. And he said, I'd love to ask you some questions. I said, Man, sit down. Let's talk. So he said, Well, first. How a Shark Tank? And I said, well, it changed my financial life forever. Mm-hmm. And then he said, is it real? You know, it's a reality. T- is it for real? I said, oh, it's 100% for real. So he said, so would you do it again? And I said, I would do it again. And he said, I said, so anyway, I said, why do you ask me all these questions? He said, well, I've got a product that I'm potentially wanting to take the Shark Tank. And I said, so you've got a prototype out? Have you tested the market? Do you have any sales? He says, don't have any of that. He said, but I thought I might go on Shark Tank to try to get the money to get it to that point. Mm-hmm. And that's when I said, no, how about no? no. <laughs> how about no? And he said, really? I said, no, 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 no. I said, one thing that the Sharks hate is going there too early when you just got a concept or an idea. Right. Plus, Think about this. Why would you go in front of 15 million people Mm -hmm. with nothing to sell? And you don't have a finished product. Yeah. You don't have anything to sell those 15 million people, those 30 million eyeballs that are watching you, and you don't have a product to sell? In your case, you you already had a website, cordbuddy.com. Oh, yeah. I mean, product out. I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he said, oh, so you wouldn't suggest me going just to to get the investment money. I said, no, that is the least thing you go for. He said, really? He said, I thought you were going to get an investment. I said, well, no, why you're going is to be in front of 15 million people seeing a product that they're going to Google and hopefully most of them buy. Right. That's why you're there. Right. Because if you were to buy that airtime at that time on a Friday night, you're talking millions of dollars for that airtime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, if so, why blow it by going when you don't even have a product? Because in my case, the 275, whatever it was that I got, we literally made that in minutes, David. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have believed it prior to, yeah. to that. You said it actually shut your website down on the oh, first night. Oh, it, it was broken for about a week. Yeah. So many people. I can imagine that you're approached pretty regularly. Is the question this person asks, is that pretty common that people want to know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, people want to know, should they go, you know, pretty much everything that, you know, when they should go. And I always say, just like I tell him, do not go on Shark Tank or even apply. Well, you may want to apply because sometimes it may take a year or two to get picked. But unless you have a product and a website that someone can go buy, what a waste of an opportunity. Interesting. Yeah. He just needs to develop this thing fully. Mm -hmm. And if he really believes in it, that's going to cost a little bit too, right? Yes. And that's another thing. I can't tell you how many hundreds of people I have sat in this office across from Mm -hmm. that come to me with an a million-dollar idea, in yeah. quotations. Yeah. I mean, everybody's yeah. got a million-dollar idea. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can promise you there's the homeless guy on the street has got a million-dollar idea. Everybody's yep. got one. Yep. 
so it's not the idea, you know, I, I got to mean, well, I'm sure you do, you know, but what are you going to do with that idea? Well, how much money, how much effort are you going to put behind that idea to get a con- at least a concept, a working concept of it? Right. And if you're not, well, I don't know, I got the money. Well, I didn't have the money and I went out and raised it. Go to family and friends and people. Or now they have the GoFundMe's and the Kickstarters yeah, and all yeah. that. Which when I was first coming at starting Corby, they didn't. So I I literally had to go and and knock on doors and and beg family and friends and past business people. And what sort of experience did you have to be able to do that? And, and I mean, had you been a salesperson before? Well, I've all yes. Well, I, as an entrepreneur, you're always selling yourself. Or you're, sure. I mean, I was in the restaurant business, I owned a music store, I was in a band, I was in real estate. So, so yes, and I've been on stage, you know, playing my whole life. So sure. I've always been comfortable talking to people. Had you been told no a lot? Oh gosh, yes, yes, yes. And I think that's what makes you a better salesperson is to be told no. I think if you're told yes all the time. Time, you become a weak salesperson. You sharpen your iron on no's, not on yeses. Right. You know, you learn more from a no than you do from a yes any day of the week. In, in real estate, I said every time I get a no, that's just one step closer to a yes. I was, I was thinking about real estate because yeah. I know you, you spent a lot of time mm-hmm. in that, and, and so that's probably where you had a lot of no's. Oh, yeah, yeah. In fact, I was the first one in Dothan to have a TV show, Wiregrass Spotlight on Home. Right, I remember that. And yes. then I was the first one in Dothan to actually have a book printed and copyrighted the far sale far sale by owner guide to selling your home oh really yeah and i mean i didn't i told the far sale by owner step by step follow this and you do not need a realtor Wow, okay. You will not need a realtor if you will follow this. And I can't tell you how many of those I gave away. I just gave them away. As soon as I saw a far sale by owner sign, yeah. I'd stop and put one in their mailbox or knock on the door. And I said, no strings attached. Follow these steps, and you do not have to have a realtor. And they would say, why would you give me this? And I said, because about 60% of far sale owners will eventually list their house with somebody. Wow, okay. And if I've been nice yeah. to you, and if I have given you this, the proper steps, and you just determine, okay, I've, I've gave it a shot, and I'm going to list it, consider me. Right. That's all I ask. Just consider me. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, and that's a pretty nice calling card. There's a book in the mailbox. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting way of, of looking yeah. at that. So yeah. what other advice did you give this person? Well, the biggest thing, he wanted to go ahead and try to go on with a concept. And, and that the biggest advice was do not do that. Hmm. Do not go on there to try to get an investment from a shark in that money. On the surface, that looks good and it yeah. looks like what you want to do. But it is not. Because he thinks they will see this widget and they will definitely want a part of it. Right, right. And then he'll use the investment money that he's asking for to take it to market and development. But that is not the way to do it. Trust me. And then how do, going back just a second, how difficult was it for you to go and ask family and friends for what eventually I think was a pretty large amount of money? Raised almost a million dollars. Holy cow. Yeah. So you had to sit you had to sit down and look family and friends in the eye and mm-hmm. say, "Do you believe in me? Here's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do with your money and mm-hmm. here's how I will pay you back." Yeah. Or mm-hmm. uh, what if you don't Well, what I did, I got my CPA, Robert Bankston, who was actually taking fiddle lessons from me. I was still teaching guitar lessons to keep us out of the poorhouse at that point because the real estate market had busted. He helped me develop a business plan that had a 3-year, a 5-year, and a 7-year payback plan oh for these investors that right I, and you know if you give me this much money 
You give me a hundred thousand in three years, this is what you'll make. Five years, this is what you'll make. Seven years, this is what. Or you can convert it into stock options. Right. So I had all that. It was all you know looked good and it was as sound as we could you know with a company that's not existent. But it was industry standard numbers for music products. So we were pretty sure of it. And along the way, you're taking their money, whether it's a one hundred thousand dollar investment or two hundred, whatever they were giving mm-hmm. you, and you were putting it in the product to build the product. Right, right, yep. Develop, R&D on the product was $65,000. That's R&D. Yeah. On the product. That's to, that's to get 17 prototypes made, the hours. I mean, you know, these cats that do this are $300 an hour. They're like an attorney. Hmm. Yeah. Then the mold, our first mold was $150,000. Holy cow. And then you've got everything. You've got building rent. You've got employees. I mean, you, sure. you've, you've got box. You've got to have your box made, your packaging. I mean, you've got a lot of pieces to the puzzle people don't think about. Did you have some sort of consultant or research that said, people will buy this if I make it? Well, yes. I mean, I, I didn't do any research. I, I mean, I asked a lot of people. Without telling them what I was doing. Right. Because if they knew I was doing it, they'd go, oh, yeah, that'd be good. I'd say, someone told me about a thing that you could put on the neck of a guitar, and you learn your rhythms first. And I would tell them that. I said, what do you think about that idea? You yeah. know? And most of them, once they learned that it was a teaching device and not a cheating device to always be left on the guitar, eight out of ten loved it. Wow. So. So it's not an easy row to hoe. We'll go back to that farming reference that mm-hmm. we started with. Yeah. So it's not an easy row to hoe. If you think you've got this great idea, you really need to study it carefully. Well, yes, you've got to get a proof of concept. You've got to get a prototype. You've got to get something out on the market. Yeah. Otherwise, how do you know? You know? Right, right. Plus, you know, patents, you know, do a patent search, see if there's something already out there. Because if you invent a product, nine times out of ten, you want to patent it. Ten times out of ten, you want to trademark it. Right. You've got to do that whether you patent or not. And how many years ago when your daughter, and what was your daughter's name? Brady, B-R-A-D-I. And how many years ago when Brady Ooh, that was, that to was now? In, that was in 07, so right. we're in, what, 2021 now? So, so 14 years, yeah. at least, that you've been working yep. at this from when it was just an idea in your, your sweet little daughter's brain. Yeah. And then now it, it's a thing. Yeah. Yep, it, it is a it is a living, breathing thing, and it has changed lives. And it it's why I get up every day when I go to sleep at night. There is never an instance that I'm not thinking about what can I do tomorrow to better Chord Buddy. By bettering Chord Buddy, I'm bettering other people. That's amazing. Do you get tired? Not. A, I mean, I get physically and mentally tired, but I don't get tired of Chord Buddy. No. In fact, we're looking at right now. We've got some exciting things that's going to be happening this year. That's funny. I interviewed Bill Dance a number of years ago. Mm -hmm. He's the greatest fisherman in the world. Mm -hmm. He's such a nice guy. And I said, Mr. Dance. And he said, please call me Bill. I said, okay, Mr. Dance. (laughs) I said, do you get tired of catching fish? And he said, never. Yeah. And you would think that he fishes. It looks like he fishes day after day after day. And he probably fishes a lot. Yeah. But he says he's never gotten tired of it. When you find something that you love, Mm then it's never a job. Yeah, well, as the saying goes, you don't have to do it, you get to do it. And I get to change lives with my product 
and products by Cord Buddy. Well, and this has been interesting today. CordBuddy.com, C-H-O-R-D, Buddy.com. And you can find out a whole lot more about what we're talking about here with this amazing implement. And then on Facebook, it's The Cord Buddy. And there's a Facebook group that is called... Striking a Cord in... If I'm not mistaken, we're approaching 3,500 members Wow, that nice. site. And close to 40,000 on the The Chord Buddy. And yeah. on Striking a Chord, uh-huh. that's really an interactive group of oh, folks yeah. that are really engaged with your product and mm-hmm. sharing information with each other about learning to play yep. the guitar. Yep, posting videos of them playing, asking questions. Yeah, interactive. Yep. Exactly. It's an amazing story, and thank you for sharing it with yeah, us, Yeah, thank you, David. So much fun. That's it. Episode 14. We'll come back, and we'll do another episode. You stay with us. The Chord Buddy Podcast. A lot of fun. Thanks, Travis. Mm-hmm. To contact Chord Buddy or stay in touch, look for us on Facebook at The Chord Buddy, and find our Facebook group. It's called Striking a Chord. Find tons of information and all of our products online at chordbuddy.com. That's C-H-O-R-D buddy.com. Listen next time for the Chord Buddy Podcast with Travis Perry. The Chord Buddy Podcast is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find out more at chordbuddy.com or Facebook or Instagram at The Chord Buddy.